Okay, so today we are talking about prayer, and it's very easy to talk about prayer. I have some good memory verses that spring to, uh, to mind immediately, and they would all be very useful. Uh, but there is a danger in that to just to kind of fall back on my memory verses and my knowledge of the Bible. Um, uh, and that the danger is, I mean, in telling you, uh, telling and just re reflecting on my memory verses and telling you what I think about prayer, I am in danger of doing exactly what I've spoken out about in the past. Uh, and the reason why, as an evangelical church, we take the scripture and expound upon what the scripture says rather than taking topics week by week is because we want the Bible to teach us rather than setting our own agenda and giving uh, imposing our thoughts on the Bible. Now, there you might say that even with doing the core values, we can do this. And yes, there is a danger of that. And this is something that I, I think I'm uh, working hard this year to, to make sure that I don't do. Uh, so rather than talking to you and telling you what I think about prayer and the, you know, what I've learned and uh, fitting verses to my agenda, uh, which I hope you would you would trust and hope that you would kind of, uh, you know, I think it would still be useful. I'm going to take this statement, uh, which is on the church wall. I know that we haven't been in there for a while, but this is uh, this is up on the church wall. Uh, one of the core values of the church and I'm going to expound on this. Now, obviously, this statement is um, uh, is uh, prepared by Pastor Craig. And uh, but uh, obviously, um, kind of we would will have to kind of trust that he has been prayerful and assembled in a, a godly manner. Um, and as we I will kind of expound on it today, uh, I'm going to back it up with Bible verses. Uh, and if I do take any of those out of context. Some of you are, are very knowledgeable in, in the Bible. If I take them any of those uh, verses out of context or mis misinterpret any of them, then I hope that you will pull me up and question me on those. So we have this statement, uh, praying together, uh, sorry, pray, praying together. We pray for each other and with each other. We pray with authenticity and expectation as we look to God to meet our every need. So I'm going to break this statement down as much as I can. Uh, and uh, But before we do that, let me uh, pray as we go on. Father, we uh, pray that we can faithfully handle, handle your word, uh, that you, your spirit is here as you promised, opening up the truth of your gospel and your scriptures to us giving us your wisdom. Lord, we know that we can't do this without your, your spirit and your, uh, your wisdom. And Lord, we pray that we can search and find the truth. Lord, we pray that you guide us to uh, not just knowing more, uh, but uh, learning more about how to apply things in our lives. And Lord, we, uh, we praise you for being a, a God who, who answers prayer, who uh, interacts with us who cares for us who loves us and wants the very best for us in jesus name amen okay so uh let's break this down as much as i can um let's start with we pray for each other so i'm going to jump to this uh this uh, passage here this is romans 12 
verse 9 to 21. Uh, and the title of this in the ESV is, uh, the mark, uh, is Marks of the True Christian. Let love be genuine, abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good, love one another with brotherly affection, outdo one another in showing honour, do not be slothful in zeal, that's lazy, uh, be fervent in spirit, serve the Lord, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer, contribute to the needs of the saints, that means the Christians, and seek to show hospitality. Okay, so there you can see right in the middle of that, the mark of a, a Christian is to be constant in prayer. But overall, we see all the way through the, the Bible, the importance of love. If I speak in tongues, uh, but, but uh, am I uh, am without love, then I am a, uh, a clashing gong, uh, clashing cymbals. So basically, if we are doing things without love, then it is meaningless. And we see here that love is incredibly important. And if we are praying, then we are, uh, and we believe in a creator God who is willing, uh, who is in charge of all things and is able and willing to answer our prayer, then how, I would ask, how can we love each other? How can we seek to show uh, hospitality if we are not tapping into the most powerful resource that we, we have? Be constant in prayer for one another. I've talked about the, uh, the example before of uh, the uh, father sending out the son to kind of sweep, uh, or his duty is to kind of sweep his driveway. And one particularly snowy morning, the son comes in and, and kind of exhausted saying, I just can't, can't finish. And the father has, says, you've forgotten to ask for the, the most kind of the most powerful thing that you have at your resource. You've asked, forgot to ask for help. And then he helps him, picks up the shovel, and they go out and they finish clearing the driveway together. And, and so if we believe in a God who is all-powerful, who is in charge of all things, then we need to ask for help. We can't do it ourselves. I've said uh, this so many times, and... It is uh, one of the keenest lessons that I've learned as a teacher that we have an infinite capacity for feeling sorry for ourselves. I mean, that is a personal lesson. We have an infinite capacity for feeling sorry for ourselves. And the Bible never sugarcoats things. Life as a Christian is not going to be easy. It's going to involve suffering. And so it's so easy for us to get wrapped up in ourselves and what we do and forget to pray for others. I, uh, for the last couple of weeks, I, I've been feeling particularly sorry for myself. Uh, lots of different things have been happening and I've certainly felt overwhelmed and, and finding life difficult. But uh, I know that we have all struggled as a church. And if we compare ourselves to the Christians that we're praying for in other countries, uh, in the open doors prayer list, if we compare ourselves to those who are in distress in Iraq or in Af Afghanistan, then we have every reason to count our blessings and pray even harder for them. We can't 
you know, feel too sorry for ourselves when we start looking at the struggles and the dis uh, distress that they are suffering. Pray for the work of Louisa and Matet and the ladies who are providing for those who are uh, without money, who are kind of struggling, who are yeah, looking at uh, to, struggling to get money together for, for the next meal and feel uh, blessed and thankful to God that we have those things. We have plenty of people in need right here in Malaysia. We pray for those who are hospitalized uh, with COVID or even any other, any other disease or any other yeah, illness because that puts them at higher risk of, of catching something else as well. But do pray for all of those who are suffering in Malaysia and pray for one another, pray for this church. We go back to the statement. We pray for each other and with each other. So there is uh, this well-known passage here, Hebrews 10, verse 24 to 25. This is one of my memory verses. And let us consider how to stir one another to love uh, and good works, not neglecting to meet together as it is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. I have a friend who is constantly saying, you know, I can't wait for the day of the Lord to come. She is really struggling with uh, depression and health illnesses, but also she is very much kind of uh, feeling the struggles of Christians around the world. Um, she was the first person to kind of text me about you know, uh, what was going on in Afghanistan. And, and she is of, you know, continually in prayer for all of these people. We should, or we should be meeting up. And if it was uh, as soon as we are able to, we will meet up again in person. We, I'm so glad that you guys are here, that you are meeting here in Zoom. And I hope that you uh, take the time to say hello to one another afterwards and, and wish, wish each other well. And, and really, the, the Bible studies are a great opportunity to do that as well and, and chat a little bit more. Uh, it is only natural that when we meet together that we should pray together. We should be encouraging one another in prayer. And as it is promised that God is there with us, then we should be including him in that fellowship uh, as well as in, in talking to one another. We pray with authenticity. And this is uh, the passage uh, that um, is the precursor, as we'll see later, to the, uh, the, the Lord's Prayer. So this frames the Lord's Prayer. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you that they have received their reward. When you pray, go uh, into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do. For they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them. For your father knows what you need before you ask him. 
You're coming before God and the God knows what is on your mind and what is on your heart. So don't use, try and use big, grand sounding words. Don't try and say the prayer that other people want to think that you, yeah, they, you think they need to hear or they want to hear. God knows our intentions. If you're praying to God, you have to ask the question, who are you trying to impress? You're not trying to impress anyone. Pray in secret. At, and at other times it does encourage us to pray together. We are speaking to the creator God who knows us better than we know ourselves. Pray with expectation. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Now, we covered this a couple of times. This verse does not mean that we should ask for endless riches or an end to our discomfort. Comfort. This week in, in Luke, uh, actually, uh, the, the week before in Luke's study, Jesus says in the Garden of Gethsemane, if it is your will, Lord, take away this cup. You see, Jesus expresses his wishes. He doesn't want to face this suffering and death, which is one of the cruelest deaths in history, one of the most painful uh, executions in history going to being crucified on the cross. And so much more as he takes the sin of the world throughout time upon himself. That suffering is something that is unimaginable to us. But instead, he acknowledges that suffering, but bows his will to God, bows his will to the Father. And you'll notice in this passage, whatever you ask in my name, this I will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son that is for the glory of God. If you ask anything in my name, in the spirit of what Jesus wants, I will do it. This means that we have a God who can and does answer prayer. The famous French mathematician and philosopher, uh, who uh, René Descartes, he uttered the statement, he's known for uttering the statement, cogito ergo sum, or better known as I think, therefore I am. That guy. He also came up with lots of mathematical theories. Uh, and, and so certainly lived a very interesting life. He spent a lot of his life, you know, kind of mind on drugs as well. Went to Amsterdam and, and was one of the famous patrons there. Uh, he believed that God created the world as a perfect clock-like uh, clock uh, machine, a perfect clock-like world, and then just set it running with no longer any involvement no longer any intervention in the day-to-day -day running of the world. That is not biblical. That is not the God who we believe in. We see that Jesus in himself, as God made man, makes a complete nonsense of that idea. And what Jesus encourages us to do here, and we see repeatedly, 
that we should pray and expect God to answer how uh, expect God to answer our prayers. This is how we should pray with expectation. Finally, looking to God to fulfill our daily needs. And this brings me finally to the, the Lord's Prayer. Matthew uh, chapter 6, verse 9 to 13. Pray like this. Our God, Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Holy is your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we have, or we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So what are our daily needs? Bread, food to eat that sustains us, but also forgiveness. That's our daily need. To continually to, uh, restore our relationship with the perfect God. Because we are continually, frequently sinful, failed and fallen, and we need forgiveness and protection from the temptations that would lead us further into despair and take us away from both the church and ultimately from God. We need protection from those temptations. We will face temptations and we will fail. And so we need forgiveness and we need our daily bread. Let me read this last statement one more time. We pray for each other and with each other. We pray with authenticity and expectation as we look to God to meet our every need. So hopefully, as I've unpacked those that statement bit by bit, next time that you're in church and you look upon this statement, you can be thinking of all of the components of this. And hopefully it can help us and guide us with our prayers. Let me pray. Father, help us to look outside of ourselves and not feel so sorry for ourselves and pity ourselves. We know you are a great God who provides for us. Lord, we pray for uh, the church and we pray for the Christians around the world. Lord, help us to be outward looking. Help us to pray for our, uh, our friends, our, uh, our non-Christian colleagues and friends and family that we can be a witness to them. We can evangelize to them. We can speak words that may convert them lord but we pray that they can we can see them in eternity lord we pray that uh that we can uh soon meet up again that we can find that time to pray together that we can long to fellowship and to pray together that we can long to have that unity Lord, we, we thank you that you are a, a God who answers prayer, that you've shown that time and time again, and help us and remind us of those times where you have answered our prayers. Lord, we, uh, 
we pray for our daily needs. Lord, we pray that you will continue. Well, we praise you for continuing to provide for our daily needs and the comfort and everything that we have, Lord. But we pray that you continue to do that. But also, Lord, we pray for forgiveness. Forgive our sins of this past week, of this past day. That we don't put you first. We often live our lives in selfish manner. And Lord, we pray protection from temptation, Lord. Lord, we know that without you, without your spirit, we would fail. That we cannot overcome our, even ourselves, our flesh, the world, and Satan, Lord. We know that we face temptations from all of them, Lord. Lord, we pray that you can help us to resist those temptations. And Lord, we pray that you give us, we, th we thank you that you've given us the promise that we will not face temptations more than we can bear. And so, Lord, we pray that we can bear them, that we can resist them. And thank you, Lord, that you give, you protect us from those temptations that we could not bear. In Jesus' name, amen.